Star Wars 7x7 episode 1819 today. The seeds of Mon Cala's rebellion against the Empire and potentially against the First Order as well. Let's go. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. We've got studio intern Kato here as well. Off you go before he scratches the heck out of me. <laughs> and I'm continuing my series of looks at the Darth Vader Dark Lord of the Sith series. Today we're talking about the Burning Seas story arc, which has to do with the very first time that Mon Cala rebelled against the Empire. And interestingly enough, it had to do with a rogue Jedi named Farron Barr who was hiding out on the planet and ultimately he wasn't very Jedi-like at all. The gist of the story has to do with the fact that you know he's there hunting down a Jedi because the negotiations that the Moncala are having with the Empire over trade and kelp forest stuff and that sort of thing the Emperor is saying that there's a style to the negotiations that feels a little bit familiar and, you know, not very Mon Cala-like, that it does seem to be Jedi-influenced. So Vader and a bunch of Inquisitors go there, and yeah, it turns out that this guy, Farron Barr, is there, but he actually sabotages the Empire's ambassador's shuttle, gets it to explode, so that way the Empire will open up full hostilities against the Mon Cala. And as far as Barr is concerned. If the Moncala succeed in turning the Empire away, then that's going to inspire other systems to resist. And if the Empire wipes Moncala off the face of the planet and, you know, off however you would describe off the undersea portion of the planet, then that works for his purposes as well because that kind of atrocity ought to get more systems to resist. At least this is the calculus that he works out. Now, this storyline takes place three years after the events of Revenge of the Sith, and it's actually representative of a time jump for the Dark Lord of the Sith comic series as well. And as part of the storyline of this, this guy, Farron Barr, has actually somehow procured a sliced version from a security camera at the Jedi Temple of the night that Order 66 was executed, and it shows Anakin Skywalker leading a bunch of clone troopers into the Jedi Temple, and this is something else that he wants to get out into the world. It's kind of difficult for him to do that, though, because he presumes that Palpatine will just lie about it, and that the lies are more easily accepted as truth than something shocking like the fact that Palpatine employed a fallen Jedi to kill a bunch of younglings in the Jedi Temple. So he has this and he actually creates a backup archive of it before he goes to face Darth Vader. One of his pupils, a person named Verla, actually gets away and is rescued by some Quarren folks. Those are the folks who are also on the planet with the Mon Calamari, like Admiral Radis and Admiral Akbar, who are not admirals at this point, but are in charge of the planetary defenses when the Empire starts bombarding them, Akbar in the north and Radis in the south. Radis actually leads a getaway and gets a couple of ships to escape. And this is actually something that Farinbar has said that he predicted would happen, although the way that he predicted it or the vision that he had of the future was 
you know, from a certain point of view accurate, but the point of view that he sold it from to the king of Moncala was definitely, you know, kind of not on the up and up. But the gist of what his actual prediction was, and, you know, what we find out that it really is later on in this thing, is that the Moncala would be crucial decades later to defeating the Empire, and then decades later once again. And that whole decades later once again thing seems to point straight to the sequel era. And we haven't had a lot of Moncala stuff aside from just that one ship named after Admiral Raddus showing up. However, there is a novel in the Journey to the Rise of Skywalker that deals with a an outreach to the Moncala. So it could be something that signals the fact that the Moncalamari will be involved in the Rise of Skywalker too. And between this and the actions of Farron Barr, who's clearly not a Jedi anymore, and looking back at one of the previous story arcs about the Barash Takers, well, alright, I'll get to that in just a second. First, I just want to flag for you the fact that the database backup that Farron Barr has that shows this, you know, holocam footage, we don't know whether it was on his person or with Verla when he was killed by Darth Vader. Like, the comic doesn't show that. So for all we know, that could pop up again in a later issue, in a later series, in a whatever. But as far as the Barrage Takers, and I sort of hinted at this in a previous episode, but... There's a way around the whole Last of the Jedi Will You Be situation that Yoda says in Return of the Jedi, and this Barrage Takers thing has something to do with that. Now, I will explain that after the break here in just a moment, so stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. If you've got a business that needs to reach a dedicated audience of Star Wars fans, or you know somebody who does, then you might want to reach out to me. <laughs> I've got a show that reaches thousands of people between the audio version, the video version, and our social media channels, and I'd love to find out how I can help you with your business ventures, too. Just reach out at sw7x7.com sponsors. That's plural, S-P-O-N-S-O-R-S. That's sw7x7.com sponsors, and let's see how we can work together. Welcome back. So the Barrage Takers from the previous story arc are people who left the Jedi Order and who swore that they would have nothing to do with the you know, Order at all and that the only thing that they would do was interact with the Force. But not on behalf of the Order, not for anything to do with the Order, not even to attempt to save the Order when Order 66 was executed, right? So they basically cut themselves off from the Jedi Order entirely. So you could, of course, make the case that Ahsoka Tano, for example, uh, though not a barrage taker necessarily, she just left the Jedi Order, so she is technically not a Jedi, but, you know, is still around, potentially, and has, you know, light side force-using skills, and so do all of these other Barash Takers, for example, that are kicking around the galaxy. We have no idea how many there were. Vader's discussions in that story arc didn't say, but... That would be an explanation for how you can have a bunch of, you know, well-versed light side force users show up and it still be, you know, something that isn't in violation of Yoda's statement about 
when he dies, then the last of the Jedi will you be, according to, you know, to Luke Skywalker, right? That Luke is the last Jedi, but there are all these other experienced people who could potentially assist once, you know, they decided that their barrage is over, for example, or that, you know, they're just going to put their skills to good use and more proactive use in the galaxy. Anyway, so that's essentially how that would work without negating what Yoda said in Return of the Jedi. That is the deal with the Burning Sea story arc in one very short and sweet, compact telling. And that's also going to do it for this episode of the show as well. So thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.